I got in under the wire somehow after 25 years in the business. It's horrible, isn't it? The business? It takes forever. Yeah, it took me forever <laughs> to get started. It's, it is a horrible business. It's horrible. It's a, it's a great way. It's a fun way to make a living, but it's a horrible business. I mean, you got to be crazy to do it. And then to expect it to work out, like you just, you, you innately expect it to work out based on nothing. Well, totally. And then when you go in cold because it's just something that you want to try to do, yeah. I never wanted to do this ever. And it just happened in college that uh, I, I was, I, I didn't even want to go to college. Yeah. It came time to go to college. My, my dad said, go wherever you, I walked out of my SATs. Yeah. It came time to go to college. Uh, you, you didn't I said, him? I don't want to go to college. <laughs> He says, go wherever you want, take whatever you want. Yeah. So I got into the University of Miami. This was 1973. So right. all you needed was a pulse to get in there. <laughs> I get in there, I'm going to take liberal arts because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. Get to the front of the line. They say I had to take a math and a history. I said, well, forget that. I don't want to take math and history. I looked up, it was for the drama department. I took a step over. And as I was in line, there was this typical actor story. There was this pretty girl. She said, you're auditioning for the play tonight. And I said, no. Yeah. And then she berated me. What do you mean? That's all it's about. It's all about doing the play, blah, blah, blah. So I go up there, get my, my classes, and then I go and audition for the, for the play. Yeah. And uh, it was for a musical. And now I'm a jock from New Jersey. All I did was play <laughs> soccer, basketball, and baseball. That's right. it. That's, yeah. uh, that's what my whole life was about. Right. And then you realize, well, I'm not fast enough, tall enough, or, or anything enough to, to play professionally. That's so a tough hit, it's right? It's horrible. Well, yeah, until junior high school when you really, you know, then, then when you're a senior or in your high school, then you realize, well, it's never going to happen <laughs> it's so, good you realized it so I, the first thing was uh auditioning for the play and i got into the play but it was a musical so the first thing you had to do was tell a sad story i told a sad story about a dog of mine that got hit by a car true story true story yeah and then uh then you had to sing yeah so the only i, I was i lived grew up 45 minutes outside of the city in a town called union new jersey union yeah 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 i'm all jersey so well, what'd you sing uh, we saw Pippin. They took me to see Pippin. <laughs> yeah. And there was one song that I remembered, uh, Magic to Do. Yeah. So she went and got the sheet music. There was already a cast album. Yeah. So I'm singing to the cast album. And that's it. So the, the, I got to go the next day to uh, to do the to do the audition, and I hand the 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 paper the uh, uh, music and stuff to the to, uh, to the piano player, yeah. and then I take the mu I take it from him. He yeah. says, "What are you doing?" I says, "What do you mean? What am I doing? I got to sing this." And then you know he was a real bitchy piano player, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I. Uh, I said, I don't have this memorized. He said, just do the best you can. So I get up there. I start singing this song. And then yeah. all I remember is the refrain, we got magic to do. We got yeah. magic. And that's what I'm just going over. And then they say, you got to dance. Now, I don't know if you remember. Remember Freddie and the Dreamers? Uh, there was a, it was like a, it was a youth group. It was for younger kids uh -huh. in, in the 60s and yeah. 70s. A little before me. And there was a dance to the Freddy, and the Freddy was just putting your hands and your arms <laughs> yeah. up. So I'm doing the Freddy, <laughs> saying, we got magic to do, we got magic to do, and, and believe it or not, I, I get into the play. <laughs> and the first thing I did was I was a dancing waiter in cabaret. Uh -huh. And the first year, all I did were musicals. That's insane. 
but what, how terrified were you when you like? Wasn't there fear involved? I mean, I know you, none, none, none. That's what to sing blew. and dance. No, and I was really, really fragile uh-huh. as as a, a high in high school, and not with sports, but. I, I just was was fearless. I didn't care. I didn't know any of the people. I didn't care what they thought. Yeah. And you know, in high school, you're always caring what people are, are, are saying. Oh, right. So you're, not, you're on a whole new playing field. Uh, no yeah, one knows. there was nobody I knew. What could they say? You so, know? so you grew up all in New Jersey. Yeah. You are born there. Yeah. In Newark? That's what I say. I'm adopted. So the adopted paper said, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it said Newark. Yeah. And then I saw something for some other town, but I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah. Oh, you did the research, though? Uh, when I was ready to have a kid, um, my ex thought it would be best, since we don't know anything uh, about what uh, what was my family history in terms of illnesses and things. So we at that time- Did you the, just oh, assume you were Italian? Uh, I turned out that I'm not. I'm, I'm like, there's a little bit of Italian, but Leota is, is the you, father yeah. that, that adopted sure, me, and sure. he's my father. Right. But yeah, he was Italian, yeah. so I was Leota. And yeah. I, I asked, so, so then we found my birth mother, just because there was, a, a, at that time, there was a time when on every Oprah show yeah. or any show that they, they wanted to uh, 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 locate people, right. locate sure. f- family members, yeah, yeah. boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. So there was a locator's name at the at the at the end of the show. She called the locator up, said who Your I was, did. and said I was looking for my my birth mother. Next day, he had her number. Really? Yeah. She gave it. She gave How me the you, number. So you were like in your. I was forty four. And and you'd never investigated it before, no. But you knew you were no, adopted. No, I know. Yeah, I knew I adopted. I wore it on my sleeve forever. That you were adopted. Yeah. In what totally. way? Well, just feeling that I was given up. Oh right. So then, when you're meeting a girl, you know, yeah. like within three minutes, I would tell people that I was adopted, and yeah. you know, you know, that was my that was my line thing, and they would feel sorry for me or something. But did you really feel like? Did you feel like you were totally? Oh yeah, all totally. the way through life. And it's all that, yeah, given up because I, I I never could understand why why someone would give up. A baby, a chia. But, but your parents were good, right? They were great. Oh yeah, they but, were great. I was, I was the luckiest person alive to get the parents that I have. But still. and then you realize, though, once, once, so I went and met met my birth mother. Where did she live? The, well, she was at one of their family's houses. Well, one of their her, her daughter, her kids' houses. Yeah, it was on Route Twenty Two in Jersey, in in Plainfield. Yeah, it was right off Twenty Two. There was there was this 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 uh, stone uh, driveway. Yeah, and this two family house, a woods and train track. Yeah. And and I'm there early. I got there fast, and I mean, I got there early, and 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 this this car comes careening around the corner, spitting up the the the, the rocks and everything, yeah. and there was a dead deer on top of the car. It turned out that that person was my half brother. <laughs> And it turned out that I have five half sisters, a half brother, and a full sister. Yeah. And I found all this out when I was forty-four years old. Holy fuck! So that's like that's got to be it mind was crazy. Blowing. It was it was totally mind blowing, and and uh, it, it like like in a movie. So we're leaving, right? It was pretty much like like a typical Jersey thing, like olive loaf pickles, you know, those. at the place. But what, what about the dead deer? What about that guy? He just gets out of the car, and you know, and he, it turned out that that was my my uh, half brother. Did you see a and his name was Ray. 
Wow. Did and, but she raised these other kids? Yeah, these were her kids. Did the, you did you see a resemblance right away? Mm, no, maybe just in the eye area. Uh-huh. We had similar eyes. Uh, she raised all the other kids, right? But not you. And the full, the full sister. And what happened was she took me home from the hospital. Yeah. I said, "Well, who's my father?" She said, "I I I, I don't remember." What? Well, you can't, all right. You, you don't remember this. I, I'm here for for information, yeah. and I don't think it's going to be coming because she doesn't remember who the dad was. And then I got a call from my my. Uh, I I told this story once on Letterman, and I got a call from uh from the the the, the spokesman for yeah. them, and 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 she didn't like that I told this story at all. But it's true. The spokesperson for the family. Well, yeah, she oh. was she was the the talkative one, the, the 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 one they turned to. Some of them are shy. One of them was was sick. One of them was in jail. But this was the 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 other siblings, right? Yeah, right. A half sister. So she's the spokesperson, right? She she's telling me all the stories. Like you don't know how lucky you are because when mom flew through a shoe, it it, it could follow you around the uh, around the uh, wall through a door. So she was a, a, a angry woman. She 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 talked like this because she smoked, so she had this really smoky voice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they were just telling me stories about her gambling and this, that, and the other thing. And when wow. I left, oh, the first thing I said is, "Thank God I'm adopted." <laughs> well, that I went with my best friend since third grade yeah. to this day, my best friend, and he start. We we stopped at a at a. In New Jersey, for some reason, they still call it Esso yeah. instead of Exxon. Oh, yeah, still, the gas station? We started the gas station, yeah. but as we're driving, all of a sudden, this this, this rain, just, just torrential rain came, almost kind of like if it was in a movie, you'd yeah. say it, it, things were like cleansed, yeah. things were being cleansed, which it happened, and we're sitting there. And, that, and that's what he said, so so. what do you think? Because we're all shell-shocked from this whole experience. How many of the people showed up that first day you go over to meet her? The guy with the deer on his car comes, but did they all come? No, no, there were, I think there were two sisters, and then there were the the, the one of the sister's kids yeah. and her boyfriend and his boyfriend and or girlfriend. And they know you from movies? Yeah. So that must have been weird. It was more about that as far as they were concerned. And I just wanted to find out more like who who are who who am I? So you, like how did this happen? So but you're the, at the SO station, it's raining. It's raining, it's pouring, and then uh my friend Gene says, So what so what did you think? And I said, I can't I'm I'm so happy that I was adopted. <laughs> and he starts bawling. I mean crying because he had just adopted two kids. Yeah. Two different families. Uh it just happened at once for him. And yeah. he was just so happy to hear that because he didn't know how his kids are going to react. You don't know how the kid's going to react to you as a parent when you adopt a kid. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. And and nine times out of ten, people put kids up for adoption for the betterment of the kid. Right. Uh, but, you know, it took me a while to, to learn that. But by the time that I went and did this, I had pretty much stopped using it as the sob story and just realized this is what happened and that's all there is to it. My brother's got three adopted kids. I have no idea what's going to happen. They're all from different families. And the oldest one's like 17 or 18. They all know they're adopted. He knows who the... But his, in his case, he knows who... The who bar- the people, yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. See, I guess that's more... It happens more now. That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Back then, I was with I was adopted through Catholic Charities. But, the, but, but what really messed me up was the fact that she took me home. 
that my birth mother took me home for three months. Yeah. So I'm bonding, getting being fed by by my birth mother, and then all of a sudden just like taken away and and put in an orphanage, and I, I have to. I can't imagine it not affecting me somewhere deep down or maybe not so deep down that yeah. that I was just taken away oh, from yeah. from my mother the, and the, my the primal union yep. the bond right. do you have kids no oh no I, I never did it I I, uh, I, I uh, I, I always wanted to do it because of that to, yeah. to start a family tree and not, when, not in an ego way just to have my own blood right but what you what did you find out about the father? Nothing. Never did. Nothing. She did you, she claimed that she didn't remember who it was, and then the the, the full sister yeah. called me. So she said, "I think I I think I know who our birth father yeah. is." She she called the house. She explained the you know uh, the situation that that that, that Ruth. I don't even remember her last name. What was our mother? Yeah. We think that your father uh, had two kids out yeah. of wedlock and the guy just didn't want to hear it just just said get out of here don't ever call here again you're the, crazy the that never happened right the, the, no, that was the son of the okay. father the okay. father had passed away ah uh, oh so so like that's what your, your mother was probably real mother was probably protecting the guy because he was married. No, 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 no. She no. was she was no she was used by the guy yeah. he was he was the neighborhood kid, oh. like she was um, a mark. She went with, uh, he went with her. He goes off to the Korean War. He comes back, does it again, yeah. and then oh. just disappears. And oh. she's left with, with, with two kids. And then the rest come later. Then the rest come after because then the, the, the birth mother, my birth mother, Ruth, she then had the crew of right, five right, one. Right, right, right. So now that you got, so you have two kids? No one. one, one kid, and when did you have? How old were you when you had the kid? Forty-four. Wow, and was it amazing? Did yeah, feel- yeah, yeah. For me, it was. I, I really, really, really wanted to have a kid. I, and I love being a dad. Yeah, it's just a shame that I did it so late, and that I didn't find someone else after I got divorced to have another one. But I'm just grateful that I have. Uh, that I got one kid now because I love being a dad. It's That's great. great. That's yeah. great. Kids okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's cool. So okay, so your your the your the parents you grew up with your adoptive parents like what what did they do? Do they have you have a sister or brother with that family? Yeah, I have I have a sister. Yeah, uh, who was adopted? I think I, I remember my parents led me to believe that I I I picked her out. But I, I still have an image. It's either that or it's from a picture of, of holding. Yeah. Uh, she was three, I was three years older, and we had just gotten her. And I think she was just weeks old when, uh-huh. when my parents got, got my sister Lynn. And holding her and feeling so proud because they made me think that I picked out my sister, that I picked her out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was, it was, and then everything was just normal. And then we just fought like cats and dogs, like most brothers and sisters. And did she ever go find her birth parents? No, she had no desire. Total opposite of me. Yeah. She couldn't care less. Down the floor, couldn't care less. Ah, she's like, what's the point? Yeah, didn't yeah. didn't bother her, didn't affect her. Just but it haunted accepted you. Accepted it, 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 it. Yeah, it it, it haunted's a little strong, but I was kind of, 
I, I couldn't un understand how someone can give up a baby. I just couldn't wrap my head around that when I was younger. Yeah. And what was your old man's game again? What was his job? Uh, my dad had a chain of automotive stores called Rocket Auto. Uh -huh. And it was like the Pep Boys. It was yeah. exactly like the Pep Boys, but he kept. He had five stores. He didn't expand on and on and on uh -huh. like the Pep Boys. Yeah. And he had one in Jersey City on yeah. Garfield Avenue and then one in Bayonne on Grand Avenue right around from the hospital. They're still there. They're gone. No, they're gone, I'm sure. Although I was I was filming Copland, and I, I, I took a walk. We were on a break, and yeah. I, it turns out that the house that we were filming at, I, I walked to the, to, the, to the back of the house and looked over, and there was my dad's store. It was still there, <laughs> and, and it flipped me out, because this is years and years since he let the store go, yeah. 10, 15 years uh, when he had it. Right. Uh, still the same name? No, different name. Uh, no, yeah, it was an automotive store, but uh, right. it, it wasn't. It wasn't his. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, all right. So, the two of you are growing up, and you and your mom worked too. Yeah. First, you know, first she was a stay-at-home mom, yeah. and then she was very involved in the PTA, and then she started uh, when we were went into junior high school. Uh, she ran the store in Jersey City. Uh, and then my dad watched the store in Bayonne. So you grew up in car parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you? yeah I, I hate the smell of tires to this day. Oh, really? yeah, because you go in and that's you know that's what the, <laughs> it smells like. But it's like those stores are so amazing because you usually have like one or two guys working just aisles of pieces of things in boxes. The right? yeah, and then you had to look it up. Like yeah. somebody would come in with with <laughs> yeah. a carburetor for a '68 Pontiac, yeah. and then you'd have to look it up. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated everything about it. You the worked best there thing though. About it, yeah. On weekends, <laughs> they made me work there. And little did I know that my dad was kind of hoping that I would take over the his store. Right. And there was just no way I would. I I thought I was going to work construction or something for the rest of my life. Right. But then the the drama thing started, and the only thing reason why it started is. Cause after we did the musical was there was an acting teacher his name was robert buckets lowry and he was a guy's guy he he directed like a like a coach like he was on his haunches and he had these blue glasses and yeah. his hat was on backwards and he had this gravelly kind of thing and uh you identify with that yeah guy. it was and he you know i wasn't somebody who was doing drama my whole life i didn't well, do it at but all but in high school what did you do you just played you, had, you had no interest though no interest in, in none, drama none we we took a me and my friend gene we took a you're allowed an elective your senior year of high school yeah and we took drama because we thought it would just be easy right and all we did was children's theater and things right. like that yeah uh, but was that not, fun? not ever wanting to. Yeah, it was like whatever, you know, like <laughs> two little silly things for the little kids, kids yeah. and, and that was it. Yeah. And then my senior year of high school, I got into a fight with the basketball coach. Yeah. And I quit. And the drama teacher asked me if I wanted to audition for the play. Right. I says, what do you mean audition for the play? You have already had auditions and everything. Yeah. And he said, no, don't worry about it. And I got the second lead of 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 a Neil Simon play Sunday in New York, uh -huh. and I hated it. I hated everything about it. The memorizing the lines, yeah. the 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 even getting up there and doing it. Yeah. I, I and I'm sure I wasn't special in the least. Yeah, but it was because of of, of that class that made me want to take drama. And it's only because who knows what would have one. Well, no, yeah. I wouldn't have taken science or anything else. I don't know what I would have done. So you just were aimless. 
and you would because exactly I, I had the same thing. I didn't want to go to college either, but my parents were like, "Just go, just go somewhere." So this guy, so you get there, you do the musical, and what's the guy's name? Robert Lowry. Yeah, buckets, buckets Lowry. Now he's the drama. He's the head he of the department. He was the acting coach. No, no, no. There was another guy who was the head of the department, but he was the acting coach. Right, buckets, and they called him buckets because he played basketball. Put it in the bucket. He uh -huh. was a, and he was a trumpet player. Uh huh. And like I said, he was a guy's guy, and he wasn't used to a guy's guy as coming out of high school. Yeah. Usually the people, you know, the kids who are are doing it, they have a certain way about them. Uh, it's a, when, when they come they're like on. a club they're like yeah you know. yeah and they're just different yeah i know what you mean yeah the, the theater kids yeah yeah and you're not a theater kid no and you're you're a jock and you've got an edge to you and chip on your shoulder probably yeah i guess with the yeah sort of <laughs> but he he and then the next year that's my sophomore i came back i said let me try it in another year the first year all i did were musicals oklahoma dames at sea uh and you're singing uh, that's all I was doing, singing and dancing. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about anything with it. But for some reason, I just kept it. Didn't It didn't dissuade me from doing it. I just, I just. Well, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I must have. I stayed with it. But I, what I really liked was the <laughs> acting class with, with buckets. Yeah. And but you're singing and dancing. You must have. I mean, you can't remember if you really liked it. I mean, did you, I mean, well, maybe it's well, not there your is, bag. There is, there is kind of a joy, I guess, in doing it. Just the, <laughs> the uh, well, all I could say is I didn't quit. I'm not sure that I love doing it, but I love doing the acting class. I get the, it. The, the scenes that you had in class right. because of buckets. So you said, I'll do these if I can do that. Well, kind of, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And then doing the plays where it was, it was, it was fun, you know, one, two, three, kick. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like an idiot. Yeah, but, but I didn't care. I really didn't give a shit. It's I. I like. I can. I like watching musicals. I get very moved by people moving and singing. <laughs> Do you ever watch musicals? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Totally. When I'm in New York, I I always catch it. Like I saw Hamilton like three times. It's great. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So all right. So so now you're in the drama department. Right. That, that's where you're. That's you. You're. You're. That's what you're studying. Yes, right? I decided to go back for a second year, yeah. and that year I got all all the leads of 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 the plays that they had, and like what? Uh, Streetcar Named Desire. There was a new play. You played Kowalski. Huh? You played Stanley. Yeah. 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 Uh, we did West Side Story. Oh, where yeah. I, I didn't play Tony. I played Riff. Uh huh. Taming of the Shrew. I was Petruchio. So I was getting like the leads in, in in the plays, and and I would get you know nice praises like anything. When if was the last time you did you, uh, huh? Shakespeare? What, what? When was the last time you did Shakespeare? <laughs> then. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was just, Once was, was enough. Was it hard? Yeah, I, I was too dumb to know better. I just right. learned the lines and 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 that play in particular. You know, that's a not a boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. They're they're, they're going for each other, and and it's just. They're back and forth, making you, fun of each other and calling each other names. You so understood I that relate. much, yeah, right. yeah, I can yeah. Relate to that, <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you do all those plays, and now you're you're loving it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just I stayed for the four years, and then graduated, and there was an auditioning class. Well, what was it like? What was it that he learned from him, though? Like you know, I mean, you're very compelled by this guy, and you get, and obviously he bonded with you too. You know, what was some of the stuff you learned from him that you still use today? Just the com the commitment of playing pretend. 
at just at just see most acting is taught by you can't do it so we're going to show you how to do it and right. he he, uh, he was very stanislavski heavy uh-huh. and and I, I had since found the teacher out here in LA Harry Master George who, who to me was is the best ever and yeah. he really Capsulize. It's just you know you're playing a, a kid's game. All you're doing is playing cowboys and Indians. Boom. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And and that's why I always get kind of like annoyed or or when when people think they're special because they act. Yeah. They, they're playing pretend for a living. That's yeah, right. it. Like get off your high horse. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like on some level, you realize that a lot of guys, a lot of people get into the acting gig because it's it's like if you've got a knack for it. It's you know it's a, it's a hell of a way to make a living. That's you, a great you, way to make a living. You count your blessings every day. Totally, it's just the business that sucks. <laughs> right. So all right, so you do all the plays. You graduate. I graduate, and we had an auditioning class where we got uh, eight by tens and and a resume. And the resume, all you're doing is putting down the the plays that in you Florida did. And, and yeah, yeah, the University of Miami. Uh, and 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 we got our resume together. Yeah. And I went to stay with this girl, Lenora, Lenora May, who had who was uh, already a couple years in into New York, and she was uh, she was going to sign her contract at Fifi Oscar, and that was the name of the uh, the agent back there that, uh, at the at in that New York? time. Yeah, and she went to sign a contract because she just got Jaws too. And while I was with her. The, it was like we went up there like six, seven o'clock. The guy, a guy, an agent came up to me and said, "Hey, you want to you want to do a commercial?" And I said, well, "Yeah, sure." And he sent me on this uh, on this go to, and the guy said, "Yeah, fine, you'll do." And what I did was they took still pictures of me and this girl, yeah, and it was for love songs of the fifties or and all like you know they, they oh, had one of those, those like K records sure 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 and they, they scroll was, by you that was the <laughs> first thing I got but <laughs> I, within a month I was screen testing in out here. Because uh, I had moved to New York uh, out here for Beatles Forever, it was a Robert Zemeckis movie, and but I didn't get that. And then a few months after, so then I was bartending at at the Schubert organization right? for the so, for the theater so, chain. Yeah, at the th- right, exactly. So Where in New York? Watching, yeah, I was watching uh, watching plays. And 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 you know working at the bar or or or, or coat check or whatever. Just like which theater though? Which oh, one was it? I don't know. The, the different ones. My, my, oh, really? My yeah. first one was I Love My Wife, but I don't remember which theater it right. was at. It was the but one you worked at was... many of them? Yeah, huh. in, in a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, How'd you get that gig? Everybody from college seemed to uh, had an in there. Oh. So they're all, I guess we're always looking for, for uh, actors, for people. So yeah. nah, not so much actors, just somebody who could be there. But it was great because you could audition at the at the same time. And, and watch then, plays, right? And, and watch plays. And then after that, within, within six months, I auditioned for a soap opera. And I just did it just just. Because I, I just figure experience. Well, I got it. And I said, oh, no, there's no, no way I'm going to do a soap opera. Because soap then opera. It, well, I'm in the 70s. It's in the 70s while I'm at college and I'm first getting into this acting stuff. And the plays back, the movies back then were just unbelievable. Right. The, uh, Scorsese was uh, all, they're all like, you know, yeah. Coppola. All these guys are doing their thing. And... So that's so I said no I don't want to do a soap opera but my dad being a depression baby said yeah. look it's money it's money in your hand 
And and two, you've never worked in front of a camera before. Mind well learn, a, right? Yeah, it's a perfect time to learn. Why are you living in the city? Or you living with them? In in the city. Yeah, I lived in the city with 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 two uh, three other people uh, that graduated. What that part year. of the city? Ninety uh, second West End, the Ruxton. Oh yeah, where Char- Charles Grodin used to live. Did he? Yeah, or probably still does. I when, don't know. <laughs> when you were there, you used to see him. No, I never saw him, but I, but I heard later on that he's, he's or through the through the grapevine that he was a tenant in the building. That's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. So you took the gig? Yeah, and I did the soap for three and a half years. No kidding. And what was your guy? What was, was your character? Uh, my character was Joey Perini, the nicest guy in the world. I ha- It was a blue-collar guy. Uh, my my mother Rose. I took care of my mother Rose, yeah. and I had a sister Angie, and 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 I proposed to my girlfriend Eileen. I gave her a St. Christopher's medal when she was in the hospital. She ends up dying in the hospital. I go to where where I proposed to her. It was slit during the winter. I slip, I fall. I end up in the hospital. There's yeah. a nurse taking care of me. I fall in love with the nurse who's taking care of me, and I eventually marry her. Married for for months, and I find out she's the richest woman in America. Well, she lied to me, so I got an annulment. That's what this character was. He was like this nicest guy in the world. And then later I said, well, wait a minute. I love her. So, so, and then I decided that I, it was time to move to New York. Yeah. And the only reason why I stayed the half year is because there was a writer strike, but the only people that weren't affected was after. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we went off to skiing in Switzerland. Who? You and the, me and the, and the, and the nurse. Who, yeah. In yeah, the, in the show. In the show. So wait, how many episodes is that? Like, we on a bunch of three them? Three and a half. I mean, three, three and a half, half years. years. Like, it's like lots. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots. We were the first. This this show was an hour and a half. The first show to go an hour and a half. Yeah. And it was right in the middle of, of, of big storylines for me. So I was learning 30, 40 pages a night. It's another world. Another world. Wow. So, so, what, so you learned how to memorize? Yeah, you learn how to memorize, yeah. And you learn how to be on camera. On camera. And what was great about it is the producer, Paul Rausch, when he needed a part, he would go to Broadway houses and watch plays. Yeah. And if there were, if an actor was right, he'd go backstage and say, look, if you were, if you want to, uh, 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 if you want to do the, you know, make some money, yeah. come and do the soap opera. I'll get you out whatever time you want to get be out by, so you can get prepared for your your performance that night. And yeah. he took and and these people would say, yeah. So I was working with these great actors. Yeah, and, yeah. And and it was and this there's one woman is probably the best actress I've ever worked with. This woman, Kathleen Widows. She yeah. was great. She played my mother. Yeah. And she just made it. Uh, she just had a real ease about it. And yeah. they all did. Yeah. Because they yeah. didn't take it too seriously because it was a soap they were doing their whatever at night yeah so they were just having fun and you know <laughs> talking about whose illness and who's this and who's going with who and yeah typical soap opera stuff like the soap opera behind the soap opera exactly <laughs> so that, exactly so that was sort of your baptism in the business and like a, a hell of a way to train yeah, for a few no, years totally in, in terms of listening totally. being with people being with actors doing the thing no question. acting like a nice guy no, acting like a nice guy totally <laughs> no question yeah but yeah, and this was in the late 70s. Yeah. Uh, and I left to move out here in 81. So you got a, you're going to Studio 54. You're doing this. You're doing that. Oh, yeah. You remember crazy, that stuff? Crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. Uh, I, uh, there was a guy, the doorman, and he would never, ever let me in. At Studio but 54? If, yeah. But if Steve Rubell, one of the owners, if he saw me, he would always let me in. 
Cut to maybe 10, 15 years later, the doorman, I see him in Century City, and he comes up to me and he says, you know what, I want to, let me ask you, I want to ask you some questions about uh, about being an actor and everything, you know, and, and I remembered him as the doorman and he never let me in, and I went fucking nuts on him. You did? I went nuts. Because it was so humiliating to be in line waiting to get into Studio 54 on a Monday or a Tuesday night, never mind a weekend, and and just him poo-pooing me that I never forgot it. It Yeah, of course. It's humiliating over and over again. Oh, drove me nuts. So wait, he just came up to you out of nowhere? Just came up. Just came up. I was coming After down. After you were already place. successful, and he, he yeah, knows yeah, I was doing could, stuff already. Yeah, yeah. and and, <laughs> and I said, you never let me in. You were the doorman, and you never. Well, no, I was just doing my job. I said, yeah. no, and I just kept going and going and going at him. I, I just I just held on to it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did it feel better to get it off your chest? It certainly did. <laughs> It certainly did. And then did you help him? No. <laughs> Done. Over. Next. <laughs> so I can't like I can't imagine what the hell New York was like because that was the craziest time. I mean, the late seventies, early eighties, like before AIDS, like what uh, became a thing. You know, like it was just. <laughs> you said before AIDS came, became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind that. Forty Second Street wasn't Disneyland. It, it was, was all porn crazy. houses. Live sex shows. That was the first place I ever got recognized. In in was Times it one Square? of those? Oh, in the live sex show. Okay, so I'm going. To, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the Port Authority's yeah. right there. Okay, yeah. lovely wait, place wait for my bus to go. Where to you, Jersey? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To go and so and there was a place so you put the quarter in the thing comes up yeah. and There's you see naked different. girls dancing. Yeah. I'm 21 years old, yeah. so that's like a big deal for yeah. me. Uh, the thing closes. I p- put it in again. It opens up, and this one of the dancers <laughs> she uh, she she looks over at yeah. me, and and the thing closes as it's closing. She says, "No, open it up again. I'll put another quarter in." Yeah. So I said, oh, "All right." So I put another quarter up, and and then she she it went down again. And she said, no, 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 let it up again. Put it yeah. up again. Yeah. And then she calls a friend over when it comes up. And she comes up and she says, look, isn't that? And she said, yeah. And they both yell at my name at the same time. And it was every businessman in New York. There, it's all suits with attache cases. Yeah. And she goes, Joey Perini. And she starts asking me <laughs> questions about what's going to happen on the show. And the, guy, and the guy who's in charge is telling them, it's a t- totally naked now, these yeah, girls. Yeah. And they say, okay, keep dancing, girls. Keep dancing. Yeah. Keep Keep moving. You always got to keep moving. And they're asking me questions about storyline. And that was one of the first times I said, oh, my gosh, my life will never be the same. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Those weird, dirty places. <laughs> oh, my God. So you do Another World. And what, you, what makes you decide to move out here? Because I always wanted to do be in movies. Well, sure, that, right. that was That was the thing. And they I, weren't casting movies out of New York? They were, but I wasn't getting any. Oh. So they said, you know, and at that time, New York was down on its luck, and I went the to- The city uh, was. Yeah, the city, totally. Yeah. So I went to, uh, so I moved out to LA, and- What year is that? This is 1981. Yeah. A friend of mine, I, I stayed at, at his house. Yeah. Uh, he was married to Melanie Griffith at the time, and they took my place in New York. I t- I, I was in uh, I was now out here. You had a, oh, so you had a place that you could switch with him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you weren't yeah. living with people. No, it was just me by myself. You it, was, it, was, it was on Big Rock Road in Malibu. I couldn't be further away, and I didn't know 
anybody. But the place out in New here. York was oh, by the time you did the soap, you got your own place. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The, the, the third place that I, the yeah. second place I lived in was on 85th between Columbus and Amsterdam, and then the last place was on 72nd and Columbus, right down the street from uh, uh, the Dakota. Oh yeah. Were you there when you got shot? I, the, so we're just. I come home that night, and there's a bunch of people outside. And I might where I parked my car was in the in the parking garage right next to the Dakota. Yeah. And I come out, and I remember it was freezing outside, and they're all singing, "All we are saying." Yeah. And they're singing it and singing. I says, "What happened?" They said, "John Lennon just got assassinated," and here I was, like I walked, I walked into it. You know, just wanted to park my car, and here were all these people with yeah. the candles, and it was it was intense. Oh man, it was a horrible day. So, yeah. oh, so did you own that apartment? No, you just no, rented. It was rented. So yeah. you, so you went out to Malibu, and they came and used your place in right. New York, right? And you're just out there, right? And then, <laughs> and this? then they, but he turned me on to the Harry, the yeah. just best acting teacher that I think that's ever lived. What's his last name? Harry Mastro George. So huh. I went and started studying with him twice a week, six hours a night, because you know, as six he used hours to say, a night. yeah, man, I was dedicated. Yeah. I was. By the time I graduated uh, college, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm making it. And it's like what we were saying before you come out here and you don't really know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. But the one thing you don't think is going to happen is that it's not going to happen. Right. You're just too stupid to think that but, it's not, you know, to right. realize all the odds that are against you. Yeah. But at least you you know, you had some experience and you probably had an agent, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah. an agent in so New York, you were, you and they had a sister agent. At least you had some sense of the business. You totally. weren't coming out here going like, well, totally. where do I start? But nothing happened. Nothing but happened. But you took I these great classes. Starts. I was, yeah, but, but work-wise, I didn't do my first movie until I was 30 years old. And at that time, or even now, that's really late. And the only reason why I got it is because of Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Because she was already cast in the movie. And I went home, I was dejected, I was 30 years old, I went home to, to Jersey, and my parents were heavily involved into local politics. Yeah. They said, call her up and ask her if, if she can get you an audition. I Who, said, Melanie? Yeah. And I said, there's no way I'm going to call her. I just thought that wasn't the way you do it. And, but I was so despondent, and I just said, all right, I will. And, yeah. and I said, Melanie, I know you're doing this movie, Something Wild. It's actually the guys in that acting class that, that, that said, you know, you're really right for this part. Have you gone up the for it? The psycho boyfriend? Said, no. The psycho ex-boyfriend, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, she said, yeah. She, so Jonathan said that she could have a say in who played her husband because she had a bad experience with, with somebody that she worked with oh, before. Oh, it was the husband, right. So so he called, so so she called him up and he says, Melanie, please, I got it, it's been taking me so long to find this yeah. guy. I, I got it narrowed down to three people. I, I, I can't see anybody. And she said, Jonathan, you promised me yeah. that, that, that I was going to be able to, to, to help pick uh, and, and have say in who's going to play my husband. Yeah. I want you to see Ray. I think she just wanted to use that that chip, that yeah. card, as, as, than, than believing that I could do it. But in any case, I went, and and then, then there's a story. Monday, I, 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 I meet him. 
Okay, Tuesday I get a call, come in and read with an actress. Yeah. Come in and read with the actress. Thursday I get a call, come in and read with Jeff Daniels. Yeah. I'm saying, oh my God, this is great. I'm not going to be t told no by a casting agent. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, now they're, if, if they don't want me, they, I'm just not right for the part or right. my acting chops wasn't right. Yeah. That night I'm watching Johnny Carson. Jeff comes on. He's talking about Woody. He's yeah. talking about Jack. He had just done the Purple Rose of Cairo right. for Woody Allen. He's yeah. talking about Jack Nicholson for... for in terms of the deer yeah. he was in both those movies right then. i hit the floor doing push-ups i'm looking at, at the script because i have to read with him the next day yeah and and i just i just i just was ready i yeah. just was ready i did my homework and, yeah. and that you know i'm a wound up crazy bastard yeah that. yeah and uh uh luckily when when he said action that's what came out wow that's great yeah. And you were like, and you know, you were at the end of your rope too. Totally. As a matter of fact, it was almost to the day. Yeah. Because I, my dad, being a depression baby, he yeah. handled my money, all the money that I made from the soap. I uh -huh. just gave it to him. Yeah. And for, I was living off that money for five years. But yeah. I lived in a struggling actor's box on Beechwood Avenue, five blocks up from Fountain. Is that Fountain there or Franklin? Or Franklin. Yeah. And, and it was, I mean, it was brown shag carpeting with, Dirty curtains, yeah, and and I know right where that it was, is. It was it was hard. So you were about to run out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I had to get a regular job, and I couldn't even. The old man told you that because I didn't. Yeah, he said like it's you know it's down to it. And I remember I was with my my sister and her then husband, and and we were at Alice's restaurant, you know, at the, the pier out yeah. in Malibu. Yeah, and. uh I I think I was supposed to call call them in and like like no cell phones or anything. So I was supposed to call in, and and find out what happened. Yeah. And uh, they said that Jonathan wanted to talk to me. Yeah. And and he called me up and said, Ray, would you like to be Ray? Yeah. And that's like, wow, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I did, and I cried like a baby. Yeah. Because the pressure of five years of not knowing that you're going to get what whatever it is that you want. That you're working for. Well, how did you end up starting with, with stand-up? Oh, I was, when I was in college, I just always wanted to do it as a kid, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And then, uh, you know, when I graduated college, I moved out here. I was a doorman at the comedy store. I got all fucked up on drugs, went back to Boston, and, you know, started doing open mics. Once I figured out, you know... At back then, it was like, you go do open mics. So I just kept doing them, and I kept doing them. And I, and like, in my mind, though, there was nothing else to do. Nothing, there was no other thing. But you decided in high school that you wanted to do stand-up? I, I, I think I decided in college. I went to college. I did a lot of other stuff. I acted. I wrote. I liberal arts and whatever. But Where'd when you go? I, BU. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, but when I graduated, I'm like, I'm going to L.A. I want to be stand-up comic. I thought I always, since I was a little kid, I wanted to do it. But it's hard to figure out what you do. But like, looking back on it, I don't know, over the years, how the fuck I stayed in it. You know, because you just, you know, you, you just keep building your time. You keep yeah. going up there getting beat up until you got an act. And then you get, you know, get someone to book the act. And then, you know, you keep going. Right. But the thing was is that, you know, people ask you about the career. It's like, if you do this shit, you know, most of the time you don't have a plan B. It's not like, you, you know, there's no other thing. No. So, you know, you it's in your brain. It's like, there's no choices. Right. 
right? right? And you figure, look, look, uh, you watch people doing it. You're saying, I know I could do at least as good as this guy, and he's making a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was driven by that stuff. Kicks yeah. in. Oh yeah, man. Now, my first, uh, I'd say, the first decade of my life was driven by spite. You know, just, <laughs> totally, yeah. it's it's the best motivator. <laughs> Calling my manager. How the fuck did that guy get that? Exactly. Thing? Exactly. <laughs> no question about yeah. it. Yeah. So but, I still do that. I'm still yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You must have a tolerant agent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I call a lot. You play guitar? I do. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, you? I I did in sixth grade. Yeah, and 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 I think I think uh, I played at a dance once. We yeah. had one song. Yeah, but I would sing upstairs, and and I had a decent voice from what I hear, and my mother said, oh, I love when you play, and that yeah. shut me right down, and never did it again. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was something I held on to. I did it when I was a kid, and I just I always did it, you know, by myself, and it's like a meditation. You know, I, I, I got better. I keep getting better, so I keep playing. Every day you play? I pick it up, you know, like uh, if I'm in town, like I, I don't compulsively practice, but I'll put on some records, play jam with them. I start oh, really? Pl- yeah. I start playing with some people sometimes. I, ke- I keep trying to get better. That's all. You know, it's a hobby though. Right. You know, like right. I, like that. that's the one thing I used to do a joke about it, how like I, I never tried to be a professional musician, so my, my guitar isn't haunted by failure. I don't- <laughs> Is that why it looks so clean? <laughs> yeah. It's not haunted. Like it just, it doesn't represent something that didn't happen for me. You know, it's just something I enjoy doing. So wait, so let me just ask you about the- about about Harry again, the acting teacher. Uh-huh. What was his last name again? Master George. Now was that like a was that a, a scene study class? Was it a lot of people in there? Because you were with him for what four or five years before you got the part, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after I did my first move, something wild went back to class. Dominic Eugene back to class. Field of Dreams back to class. Uh, Goodfellas back to class. Uh, really? I, yeah, I just kept going. Because he just said that, you know, the imagination is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. And I bought into everything he said because it, it totally made sense to me. What was the other things? Uh, just that it's a child's game. Oh, that you one, just, yeah. You, you just played uh, uh, with a child's rules, but not at an adult level. Right. And it, it was as simple as that. And then, then the things that could throw you off were the things about you're worried about presentation. Yeah. You're saying somebody else's words. You're yeah. saying things on cue. Yeah. And that could be, you know, that could throw you off. Right. If you just stick to the plane, you know, pretend, yeah. uh, you can't go wrong in sticking with the story. It was right. really simple stuff. It wasn't like some crazy thing. But he was. He came from the platform of you. anybody can do it. it it's just, uh, you know, and right. if you just play the simple game of right. pretend. Oh, really? Where most acting teachers are saying, you can't do it, so I'm going to give you the methodology of how you can do it. Yeah. But I think that the thing that really separates actors is I think some people... You know, you can work and work and work. Who the hell knows why anyone's going to break? There's some people that have different talents for it or innately have it. But yeah, you can function as an actor. But, you know, you somehow, I think you're uh, uh, authentically yourself. Right. And always some part of that's going to come through. Totally. You know, you don't... (laughs) You know, it's not like you, you see a part that you play, go like, who is that guy? Right. Or like, you're like, all of a sudden, you're not going to get to the point of, yeah, there's a camera there. You're yeah. going to know there's a camera there. Right. But you just ignore it and do what you have to do. You sure. Don't, you right. Don't forget, yeah. Like, not everybody can do that. It's a weird thing that once the camera's there, you know, it's a, it is a unique skill. All you got to do is watch porn and you realize like, <laughs> you know, not everybody can do this. You know, they're just, <laughs> they can fuck on camera, but they're not doing the other thing right. 
It's a weird thing. So, okay, so you do something something wild, and Demi directs you, and that's yeah. early on. It's like his first movie, isn't it? Yeah. What was he like then? He was great. He was great, one, because he gave me the part, and yeah. two, you know, he started. He said, all right, let's make some movie history. Here. Yeah. He was really, really into it, and there's nothing more. Scorsese had the same thing. There's nothing more exciting than working with somebody who is really excited about playing pretend. Yeah. It, 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 it's <laughs> yeah, it's right. very contagious and right. really makes you want to do it and, and do it for them, but you know you know that it that it's that it's pretend you don't have to live there yeah exactly exactly well no at first you did well I, at first i did i i i was a little too methody because i i didn't trust myself enough oh yeah so not that i went out beating up people but i, I kind of kept it always in my head always ruminating up up in my head what i'm what i'm doing the emotions of the character the day and it's exhausting doing it that I, way. I, I guess it would be you show up exhausted, I can't work because I've been too busy being the guy <laughs> well, no, when I was it. sleeping. You do it because yeah. the, the adrenaline kicks in. But but then, like, yeah. I can't imagine, like, I, like it's interesting about, for me, about Goodfellas, you know, is that it's one of those movies where, like, especially with Italian movies, especially with Scorsese, I can't, like, your whole life you got guys coming up to you, right? Now, to this day? Sure. Yeah. Like, that's it. I have kids coming up to me. Right. Because what happens is fathers turn their sons on to, to the movie. it. But sometimes it's like, you can tell the kid's only 12 or 13 years old, and right. he comes up and says, I loved you in Goodfellas. And I'm saying, what kind of parents do you have? <laughs> <laughs> You're really too young to be watching it. But because everybody's got their head in these things, they can look up anything <laughs> they want anyhow. Yeah. So the kids now are much more sophisticated than we were as kids, just because they could Google whatever they, the fuck they want. They can do whatever they want without anyone knowing it yep. there's no way to control them because yep. the most adults don't understand what the hell they're doing yep. or how they can get things yeah but i mean that part like that was your like your, what your fourth movie yeah and there's a huge part was a huge lead how what was the auditioning process for that i didn't audition at all i just kept talking to marty I oh was really the first person it took about a year to get at the i was the first person from what i hear yeah that he met and then months go by. Yeah. Uh, Dominic and Eugene is at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. He was there with La Last Temptation of Christ. Right. I took my dad with me to Venice uh, f for the experience. Uh -huh. uh, and we're, we're standing on the second level of the Excelsior Hotel. And yeah. there's this crowd of people mo moving as, as one. Yeah. And from my vantage point on the second floor in the middle of it, I saw Marty. Yeah. So I said I hadn't seen him in like months. So I, I just wanted to put my, 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 my face in front of him yeah. before he remembered right. me. So I came running down. I come like, Marty, Marty. And the, he had bodyguards all around him yeah. because he was getting death threats because of Last Temptation. And oh. Controversy right. of what that movie was, and they pushed me away, and I said, "No, no, 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 no! I just want to say hi to Marty. I just want to say <laughs> yeah. hi." And that's what you're not that, Travis that's, Bickle. That's what. Well, <laughs> that's what. That's he. That's when he decided that he was going to cast me yeah. because the only thing he had really seen is something wild. So yeah. he didn't know I was like. And me personally, to this day, I've never gotten in a fight. Yeah. So to play these kind of, and, and Henry Hill, the only way he got as far as he did was because he he was a good soldier. He yeah. did what he was told. Right. But he didn't. You wasn't going around whacking people or things like that. <laughs> right. He was just getting them things to eat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the persistence got him. Uh, yeah, I guess. You've never gotten into a fight. No. <laughs> Once in seventh grade. 
Once in seventh grade, because me and this guy, Jeff Roth, we were fighting over what grammar school had oh better, my God. better cafeteria food. I swear to God, I think it was something like that. So we went down. First, we were going to fight at the path. Yeah. And then said, no, not the path. Meet him down at the house. Yeah. So then we went down to the house where, you know, this big field, the soccer fields and baseball yeah. fields. And right. We had a fight and it was stupid and I won. <laughs> <laughs> At least you won. That did. That's hilarious because even now, even today, like I know I'm going to talk to you, and like in my mind, I'm like, oh boy, this guy's a tough fucking guy. <laughs> what, I, what the fuck am I going to say to this guy? Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's interesting that you know that you get identified with the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does happen. Yeah, of course, do. because that's it. How 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 are they going to know you? They don't know you, well, right? So they saw the Muppet movies. Yeah. And then it's a different I did guy. Two movies with the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a younger generation that just thinks you're a sweetheart. Yeah, exactly. And the people from the soap. Yep. Oh, yeah. Way back. Yeah. I imagine. They, do you still get people recognize you from that? Come on. No, uh, sometimes, but yeah, they're a little older. Would, so when you did Goodfellas, I mean, like that said, I can't like, and I and if you're tired of talking about it, I can't imagine how amazing it, it was uh, to be on that set. Was it? It was. It was the ultimate in playing pretend. Yeah. But also, not to bring a downer into it, my mom was sick with cancer uh. during the whole time and passed away in the middle of filming it. Mm. And the Teamsters and Pesci, they all came to the funeral. They came to my house after. So it was really, so my thing is like, I, I, I can play pretend with everybody. My mom's dying. Yeah. So I don't care who you are, what reputation you have, what movies you did. Yeah. This is something that's really serious. So yeah. All we're doing is playing pretend, so let's play pretend. And I don't mean that in a cocky way. It, it's just the, the, the mindset that you get when you're, when you're going through something like that. It must have helped you out. It didn't make me shy. Yeah. So uh, well, I just went and had fun. But again, Marty's one of those kinds of people that's so excited yeah. by the pretend of it all. Right, right. So that wow, that's amazing. And so, like, she passed away, and then he still had a month or two to shoot, or like what? Yeah, the first scene that, that I had, I remember the scene. I had a scene with Paulie and some other guy. Yeah. Uh, when they told me for sure to go home, and yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, but we still had to finish shooting, and then she did. She passed in my arms. She waited for me, no question yeah. about it. Uh, and then uh, I go back, and the first scene back is one of the only times that there's laughing. It's it's when it's when Karen Lorraine comes at me saying, "You stood me up. Who do you think you are, uh, Frankie Valley?" And yeah. blah, blah blah blah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was my first scene back. Oh, like the day after, or a few days. A few days after. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you just walked right back in. That's yeah. something. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Thank God to tell you the truth. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and your old man was still around or no? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's still around now? No, he died a couple of years ago at 98. Oh, that's a good run, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, like, what is it do you think, like, because you've done a, a lot of fucking movies, and uh, and you just, you, you clearly love to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <know>. Sometimes <laughs> you have to work. Sometimes, no, of course. You know, uh, yeah, of course. There's a couple in there that I'd rather not have done, but yeah. you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but Copland, that, I love that movie. That was a really good movie. Right. It was totally a good movie. So it's it was right. Narc. Narc is a great fucking movie. Yeah. You're fucking menacing in that. What is it with you and corrupt cops? I don't know. They like me. <laughs> they like you to do that. Yeah. So this show that, like, why is this um, going to be the last season? 
of uh, Shades of Blue? I I have my theories, but I don't know for sure. I I, I think really what it is is yeah. that 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 Jen kind of had enough. Oh yeah, and it was really hard. She has so much on her plate. She's doing Jennifer Vegas, Lopez. Yeah, she's she's got the the Vegas show. Yeah, she's got a two hour dance show on on NBC that that uh, every week. Yeah, uh, she's newly in love, and uh, there weren't enough hours in a day. And doing a series, especially something like this one, yeah, it's really it's draining. Yeah, it's draining, and it takes a lot of time. And so that, she didn't have that much time. She was she was busy with other things, right? So, well, what, did they just write a conclusion to the investigation? I mean, what happens? At, like, I mean, this is the last. season. No, we didn't know until two weeks ago that that it was oh. ending. So they the season that they wrote was as if it was going to continue. On. Oh, you know, we all want. I wanted it to go on because it's just a great character. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't know until maybe now it's three three weeks a month that that this was going to be it. So yeah. it's not everything is tied up in, in in a bow. It's just it's just over, and that's all there is to it. I was hoping they would keep it going, yeah. you know, and not re- replace Jen because yeah. Jen is Jen. But they could have brought somebody else in, right? Because it's a good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. But it's their ball and bat. Yeah, I uh, that's the business. You were I we were in a movie together. We were? <laughs> yeah. I what? Flock of Dudes. No. Yes. With uh uh Dalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and go, like I I didn't even see the final cut Neither of it. Neither did I. I, I don't but, think it ever came out. No, I it did kind of come out. Yeah. Kinda? It, it's out. You can watch it. Really? Yeah, I played the boss of uh you know those guys. No, that's so funny. That's I guess, funny. Maybe we should watch it. I know I didn't do scenes with you. That I know. No, I had the scenes with Dalia. Yeah, I see him all the time at the comedy store. So what? The, what are you working on now? You got a movie working? I just finished the movie with Noah Baumbach. The really? Probably come out this fall. And do you play I'm, a corrupt I'm cop? <laughs> no, I'm a lawyer in this one. <laughs> yeah it's funny cops love me when they when i see cops in new york we always like just of course shoot the shit well they they, they you understand them <laughs> i mean you know there's got to be you know like I, I don't know what kind of research you do or whether you just pull from the do you go when you do when you get a part like that you know like copland or even the the first season of shades of blue or any of them where you know it, narc I mean, do you do you just stick with the script and then use your own imagination, or do you like, or do you talk to cops? Or no, no. I in the beginning, I think the first time I played a cop was unlawful entry, uh-huh. and I uh, I went and, and did a ride along with with a sergeant, and I would go and ride with them, yeah, uh, as well as talking to them, going to the shooting range, reading books, right. So. I, I've done plenty of uh, of research. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, and I they, used to really be into the research. I played a heart surgeon where I was watching open heart surgeries for weeks. Really, I was there so much that the doctor asked me. He said, "Do you want to come up and stand next to me while I'm doing this?" And I said, "Yeah, I would." And he says, "All right, come on, stand right here." And the woman's chest was wide open. Oh my god! And and he said, "Do you want to touch her heart?" Oh my god! I said, "What?" He said, do you want to touch her heart? Yeah, yeah. And I went down and touched God. Boom, touched this woman's heart. Because it's not going up and down because they can't operate. Yeah. But they, they got the, the, the bypass machine, machine yeah. going. 
and uh, I touched this woman's heart. Yeah, gloves. It was great. Yeah. I played a coroner once, so I was going down to the city coroner's office, and I hate being late, and there was a lot of traffic. I think it was on the 134, wherever Uh wherever it was, and and I finally get there, and I run up. I said, I'm so sorry I'm late. I am so sorry, and they they turn. He said, no, don't worry about it, and he pointed, and he said, it was him. And there was a guy with a sheet over him, dead. He tried to cross the 134. Oh, my God. And that's what the traffic was. He he got hit and died. Oh, my I God. I mean, there's nothing funny about it. No. But I just, it was coincidental. It's closure. It's closure. It's, you know, like, <laughs> it's closure. <laughs> so how long did you spend looking at bodies? Uh, just a day on that one. What other weird-ass research did you do? Um... <laughs> Baseball. I played a lot of baseball yeah. uh, when I did Field of Dreams. I, yeah. I uh, uh, Rod Dato, who coaches the USC baseball team, yeah. has more national champions than than in any other sport. He's cha- like he was a thirteen uh, time yeah. uh, a collegiate champion. So yeah. I went there uh, and and worked out with them and Donnie Buford, who used to play for the Orioles. Uh huh. So did you play? Did, had you played in uh, high school league, or college? Little league and junior high school, and then I got hit a couple times, and I said, "That's it. I'm too chicken." Oh, the ball. Yeah, can't be afraid of the ball. I, you can't be afraid of the ball. Ugh. You just got to stand up there, and I don't know how they do it. Yeah, yeah. There was one kid who Man. just had, and that time it was like heat, but he had no control. Oh, and I just, I just didn't have him to 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 stand in there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. No, no. It's like I, I, I played. Uh, Little League, and I, that was it for me. I couldn't, I, the thought of getting hit by a fucking ball. Little League, Little League, first game or whatever, a little ground ball comes, my, 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 my glove falls off, boom, the ball hits my finger, breaks it. <laughs> oh, no, it's like the it's first a sign. Game. It's a, a sign. It's a total sign. I was in center field, I got hit in the fucking face. <laughs> I fell down. I was under. <laughs> Well, you mean if like, someone hit you, the ball or the no, grass? No, a pop fly. Yeah. And I'm backing up. Right. And I trip, and it bounced right off my fucking face. And I'm like, that's it. If you get hit in the face in center field, you're not meant for the game. See? Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> we're, we're built for this stuff, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How often do you go back to Jersey? Uh, if I'm in New York now, my sister and dad, they were down in Florida, oh. so I would always go and visit them. But when I'm in New York and when I was doing the series, we yeah. shot it here, I would go home just to see some green. Yeah, and yeah. My, my best friend, Gene, yeah. uh, lives in Scotch Plains. So I would go out there and, and you guys are still best friends? day or two. Yeah. Since high school or something? Yeah. That's yep. great. Since third man. grade. Third grade. And he, and he lives in Jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And everything, you feel good. You feel like you got closure in your life, the adoption, the everything yeah, else. Yeah, all that, yes. And you're yes. doing all right? Yeah, yeah. I, I still feel I have a lot more to do with this, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I still feel like I haven't made it. I, there's still things I want to do. Well, I'm curious about this Bombback movie. I guess you can't really talk about it, but it was it a small movie like he usually does? Like, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean not small. Scarlett Johansson I mean, and Adam Driver, two those big, hot those people, big cast, yeah. Which, which you know, but like he shot, he shot it like he shot to shoots his other movies. Yeah, yeah, oh, great. yeah, yeah. Noah's great. Yeah, he's really great. And and I kind of got the the script kind of late, and I really need time now, especially at sixty three, to yeah. learn to learn my lines. I can't do it overnight like I used to. Yeah, yeah. So and he he wants 
every I dotted and every T crossed. Right. And and if you don't get that, he'll just tell you again, and he doesn't get flustered. He doesn't get uh, maniacal. He doesn't roll his eyes. He's not looking at his watch. Yeah. He's just doing it again. You do yeah. it again. So you feel safe as an actor. And that only happened in one scene, and it was only part of one scene. Yeah. Everything else I, I, I got, but there was one day I would like back. Yeah. I thought, you know, you finish, you do a scene, you, yeah. you, you do your stuff, and it's over, and then it turns around on the other people, yeah. but I didn't realize it was still going to be on our side, and sometimes after you do your stuff, you just kind of, you just get it out of there yeah. and and you give them the cues they need but right. the camera's on them let right. them get the words right yeah i you know it's weird because i'm like i'm pretty new to acting you know i'm on this show glow now and i'm still never i'm still not 100 percent sure what's covered when i'm getting my coverage and when it's on them i know when it's a close-up but a lot of times in the bigger shots i'm just going all in all the time that's because, what i did yeah I, I don't i i i i agree with that yeah too. unless unless Maybe you you've got a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, right, it's, right. It's, it's sure, on sure. Your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I, 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 I think might as well give it to him. Right. Do what the deeper it gets. I, that's what I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it. I know well, that's some exciting. people will wait for. Yeah, there's it, some people that shut right the fuck off on their uh, when it's your coverage. Completely. It's and it's sort completely. of like come on, give, you, give me something. I've heard of people not even showing up. Oh, they have the someone else read for it. Yeah, stand in. Yeah. It's rude. That's fucked up. All right. Well, it's great to see you, man. Same here. It was great talking to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, best of luck with everything. Thank you. You too. <laughs>